Welcome back to another episode of Where to Stick It Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Pete, and with me, as always, Lobo, Rupal Jacks, Seaman Prospect. Wow. Nice. Going right for it. And today, movie number 29 of 34 of our listener torture, I mean, takeover. Uh, Today's movie is The Hunt for Red October. But before we get to that, our last movie was Starship Troopers. Remember that last week? Hype horn. Yeah. Killed it. Heater. Killed it. Dad killed it, baby. 8.3. Another dad up to bat. Let's fucking see. This is the last one. We'll see whose dad had the best movie. Uh, Today's movie does come from the man I call dad, and I kind of look like him, too. Um, (laughs) This is a Navy movie. Just to give you guys a little background, from 1964 to 1967, my father served on the USS Independence aircraft carrier. This makes a lot of sense. All right. Yeah, we get it. So movies like this always hit hard for Tickle um, his balls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tickle Pete's first home. <laughs> yes, exactly. From whence I came. Um, today's movie is rated PG. Get the fuck out of here. Is it? This it movie is. has a PG rating. No fucking way. I, I noticed that. that on Netflix. I yeah. noticed that. It's PG? This is a PG movie. <laughs> Holy crap. He murders a man with a table. <laughs> a lot of people. Numerous get people get shot. Uh, this movie is two hours and 15 minutes. It is currently streaming on Netflix. It has a 7.5 on IMDb and an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Take it away, Lobo. All right. This one was released March 2nd, 1990, directed by John McTiernan, starring Sean Connery. Alec Baldwin, Scott Glenn, Sam Neill, and James Earl Jones had a budget of $30 million, open to $17.1 million, total domestically $122 million, wow. and total Ew. worldwide $200.5 Damn. million. Wow. This was a big deal when it came yeah. out. It was a hit in Russia. It came number one that weekend ahead of Driving Miss Daisy, Hard Peter. to Kill, mm. <laughs> Madhouse, and Born on the Fourth of July. That was a big movie. Hard to Kill, isn't that your boy? I don't know any of these is, movies. Or is that think, JCVD? Oh, Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. Is that Seagal movie? Oh, that's, that's his first one. Is it and really? Steven Seagal. Well, this is the year before Stone Cold. Or not Stone Cold, uh, Out for Justice. Mm. Mm. It's the year before a lot of good movies. This is 1990? 91 <laughs> had all the It's on the precipice of a decent greatest. year. From John McTiernan, the legendary director of Die Hard, Predator and the 13th Warrior comes this star-laden film based on a novel by Tom Clancy. In 1984, a top-secret experimental Soviet sub with the ability to travel undetectable to sonar scans took its maiden voyage. Captain Ramius, a highly decorated Russian naval officer, is leading this crew and its high-tech ship. While this is only meant to be a test run, Ramius has other plans. Tired of life under communist rule, Ramius plans to sail this sub to the U.S. and defect from his homeland. His plan goes astray when an American sub is able to briefly detect this stealth craft. Now scrambling to figure out what Ramius is planning, both the U.S. and Russian military are trying to bring down this sub and the secrets it holds. The only person who understands what's on the captain's mind is CIA agent Jack Ryan. Now tasked with reaching 
Ramius, and getting the sub named Red October into U.S. space. This deep sea drama delves deep into the world of geopolitics and the people behind military intelligence. A performance driven story, this movie packs more well known actors into its cast than an award show. Can Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery put aside their differences and get a valuable piece of technology and a military officer with decades worth of secrets into the hands of the American government? Where does this one land on the scale of the most feared movie reviewers this side of Red Square? Hang around while we take apart another film. Burm, 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 burm. I do have to note snooze fest, bro. <laughs> snooze fest. No, I have to note that the previous week, Paul Verhoeven directed one of my films, Showgirls, and then directed my dad's film, Starship Troopers. This week, the same director directed Thirteenth Warrior and Predator, and Predator of Both Pete's movies. choices. Yeah, and then picked his father's pick of. This film, Hunt for Red October. Yep. Genetics are strong. Yep. Yeah. It's all on. The force is strong with y'all. <laughs> you know who is a little weird in this movie? Dr. Beverly Crusher? The dad from Parent Trap. It's not him, Parent but Trap. the guy, his fucking First right of all, hand that's man. Dennis Quaid. I don't know. You're talking he about was... Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dennis Quaid's his name? He was kind of weird in this. That's not Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid at all. in this movie. Who's the guy then? Sam Neill from Neil. Jurassic Park. Sam Neill. Was weird in this. In what way? I, I just felt like he was mad at place. He was a Russian. No, <laughs> he was. I don't. Know. I am so glad I didn't have to this. listen to two hours of Dash Verdania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They flipped so like conveniently, and I was like, "Oh, nice." Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was, like yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> just no. give it to me. But their accents do go in and out, and sometimes they're just straight yeah. up British, and sometimes they're speaking English with a Russian accent. But yeah. I, like I said, I, I feel like that's how it was for what's his name, like his right hand, and like just I don't know, he was mad American. He was <laughs> so he's British. He but he just looks so like apple pie to me in this movie. I was just like, it's weird seeing this dude in this role. Uh, now, does it open with Alec Baldwin though? No. No, what does it mm-hmm. open? It opens with Sean it open, Connery. It opens Sean at the Connery. end. Sean Actually, Actually, I think. Yeah. Mm. I think that's supposed to be a shot from the end uh, scene, no, right? He's speaking no, no, no. Russian with Sam yeah. Neill. It's oh, before right. they head out. Mm. Oh, yeah. So you, it's you, while they're on the fucking Red October. And yeah, then they're, they're waiting down. to go. Yeah. I'll say this. I thought the story was great. Yeah, the whole it's a very story. Good story. It's a Tom here? Clancy novel. I yeah. thought it was yeah. a great fucking story, though. Now, is this the same Jack Ryan of uh, Jim from The Office fame? No, it's yes. Jack, is that Basically Jack Ryan or is that Jack Reacher? No, that's Jack Ryan. No, that's that is Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Yes. Yeah. So this so same this, character. This character has been played by numerous people. Mm. This has been played was played mm. like three times by Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford. Right. A mm. bunch of these movies. I didn't even know. It was I think thing. Chris Pine is Chris Pine as well. Recently mm. in a yeah. movie. This one, I feel like they establish him more as a doctor. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's Doctor Jack Ryan. And I was like, oh, well, he seemed Ooh, more like uh, he seemed more like a scientist than a CIA agent mm. or like yeah. some or sort of a something like that. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. And this movie was. Made in 1990, and I assume it takes place present time. 84. Oh, 84. 84, during the Cold mm-hmm. War. Right before Gorbachev takes over. Mm-hmm. Like, they established that initially. It's like, this is just before the d- guy who kind of ruins the Soviet Union mm-hmm. for them takes over. So it's like, on the precipice of the because, end. Because they mentioned Putin and stuff, too. Well, I don't point. think it's the same. It's Putin. not the same. No, Putin. that's the dude who gets killed yeah. in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's like, a dude that dies in in Sean Connery's. I was like, Putin's it's just been a Russian name for a hot minute. <laughs> it's just a like, Russian. Oh no, I mean he was probably a player yeah. even mm-hmm. back then. Right. But I was like, Putin, Putin. 
No, 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 no. different Putin. About? Different Putin. I like, yeah, like this movie at every turn, there's like, oh, this motherfucker's in it? This Yo, motherfucker? Like, there's yeah. I saw no it from the opening end. credits. I was like, holy shit, there's mad people dude, in this movie. James Earl Jones. Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård, yeah. dude. That's crazy to me. There's the, a prin- the principal from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Jeffrey Jones. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's in the shit. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård was raising the next generations of, of actors at this time. While in this movie. Yeah. Who was like, oh, I'm raising every Alex actor. Alex Skarsgård was probably know. like in high school or some shit when this yeah. movie came out. He was saying dad's Probably not younger cool. than that. <laughs> no, because he's older no, than I am. He's older. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, who was rebelling against his father who was in Hunt for Red October at this point? Betrayal. This was like prime Bulban too. Dude, he's so young in this. Super young. I was watching this with my niece, who's like not familiar with his late earlier works, and she was like, "That's not Alec Baldwin." And I was like, "I swear Hell to God, yeah. that's Alec Baldwin." You're like that handsome devil, that's Alec Baldwin. It's crazy is this to Glenn see Gary him. Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin. Before. This is before that. Yeah, before this that's like ninety two or ninety three, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird to see. I was like watching it, and I was like thinking like Thirty Rock version of him. Yes, I was exactly. Like, this is crazy. Just yeah. like the, the his career path is wild. Yeah, I mean the whole thing with him like getting the pictures in the beginning from what's his name uh, Earl, Earl Jones and like just going through them and then trying to figure out like what those doors are the blast doors mm-hmm. like yeah there's like Russian intelligence they have like all that was really cool and then like it turns out that like this ship's out there like rogue and the Russians are chasing it like there was some flips and turns in the story like it was it was oh, fucking dope yeah, it's, it, was it a is dynamic. a good movie it it. Th- you think because it's military based and and that that it is going to be more action and there's actually very little action in this very movie. Little. Yeah. It's not really until the end that it, it it gets like tense and the action starts. But the suspense of a lot of scenes, it's, I feel like, build. It, it's really the story action, yeah. of Jack Ryan and Captain Ramius. You yeah. know, like it's really kind they're of their tete a tete kind of just well, um, not just like their personal like like this seems to me like if this is where it's this is almost seems where it starts for jack ryan because in a lot of those other mm-hmm. movies like it's a lot more action based he's doing yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of crazy shit this might alec be baldwin heavily also total side note here what but we've done a lot of alec baldwin movies. he's in a lot of point. shit man he's a good actor <laughs> he's edge, had a very good career <laughs> glenn gary glenn ross like he pops up a the lot edge. in our season yeah, this is a great movie yeah <laughs> oh yeah is the main dude in that? But, uh, but yeah, this feels like like where it would begin for him but to be that big, like super agent. It's almost a like a backstory though. American James war. Bond. Yes, like his right. chopper went down, and right, shit right, like right. that, and I guess he was like sidelined for like a year. But he was in it for like two years, I think. Then they he said, was sidelined. For they like said a year. he did four years of service. They said three years he was like top marine or yeah. whatever and then fourth year they say he spent in a hospital but even have they set that up it's not hokey or anything it's like oh he has a meeting with somebody two people are having a conversation about him after the fact and then they happen to drop that detail this movie takes itself very seriously very serious and but doesn't like it doesn't disappoint in like maintaining a certain tone a certain like feeling throughout and mm-hmm. the, all the acting is good you know, this was something I was thinking about. This movie has two actors with incredibly distinctive voices, Sean Connery and James Earl Jones. Can we think of anyone who's like a modern actor that has a voice like that's that iconic? Austin Butler. Yeah. From okay. the Elvis film. Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> apparently Austin Butler is stuck in Elvis voice. Oh, he accepted the Golden really? Globe in Elvis voice. Yeah. Still, Cringy. to this day. Oh, that's corn. Corny. This movie? Corny. Yeah. Corny. Did he go up there dressed up as Elvis? No, he went no. looking schlubby as hell. Actually. Yeah, he wore a fucking regular that's ass tuxedo. Also and corny. fucking 
talked in the Elvis voice, like oh, a yeah, fucking yeah. cornball. Yeah. Nice. But, but seriously, can you think of any like like current actors that have voices that iconic? I mean, like of this era, there's a lot. Like because you also have like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I you have Keith. Clooney. D- I Keith think Clooney David. has an iconic voice. Not like, like this. Not distinctively iconic. Well, like yes, he has Anthony a, Hopkins, Freeman, like Morgan Freeman. But, but he's not young. Of the but I'm saying modern. The, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That generation has mm. tons. You have Morgan okay. Freeman. You have Arnold Schwarzenegger. You have all these mm. people from that time period. Is there anyone now who's like, let's say, under fifty? That's that distinctive of a voice acting in Hollywood no, right now. I feel like now. it's not voice-based really anymore. It's kind of more... Because like I want to give it to like Jason Sudeikis or something or something, but it's not necessarily hinging on their voice. It's more their performance around yes, everything. Right. Um, yeah, no one has like that stand. A lot of like, actors have like very unique delivery, like Jason mm-hmm. Sudeikis. Yeah, we right, know right, it's right. Jason Sudeikis because there's a certain pattern to his voice. Yeah, a cadence yeah. that they follow, but, but it's not the voice necessarily yeah. that you get it from the only person that kind of comes to mind is uh chris hemsworth thor because he has like that accent mm-hmm. and when he acts he don't you really know take away him he don't take of, away but... the accent you know like he leaves it in there type mm-hmm. shit but yeah no one definitely has, not chris like, pratt because he's a piece of shit yeah um <laughs> no one has like that earl jones like that's that guy you know what right, i'm saying like, right yeah, that is true i feel like no one has that mm-hmm. yeah that, that was something I was thinking about because I, I I wasn't even thinking about James Earl Jones because he does have a very small part. In but this Connery's movie. Connery. But Connery is Connery. Yeah. Like his voice is so iconic. So you, it's hard to imitate voices that aren't unique. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's easy to do Sylvester Stallone and Arnold because it's it's the comic different. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. you're just kind of putting on a voice. Even someone like Jerry Seinfeld, like when Jimmy Fallon would do Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. it's because he has a very yeah. e- you know what yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. like, right? Versus I can't really think of you try actors. to impersonate Chris Pratt. It's just like how do I sound John like a Mulaney, piece of shit? I feel like is the only person who has ex- extremely distinct voice. That's yeah. a good John point. John Mulaney. Okay, the only that's a good I point. Think and right even now. that, I don't feel like it's on the same level to these. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but I'm saying it's you said yes. like, what of Jerry Seinfeld. I feel like that's comparable. Yes, Jerry, I agree. John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. All you got to do is sound Jewish, but not be Jewish, and you <laughs> nailed it. Vaguely gay. Yeah, Adrian's elbow comes to mind too. For some a little reason. bit. Yeah, I yeah. was thinking yes. him too. Actually, mm, he's a little unique. He's the only yeah. one with a distinct voice. I would say nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Like if for I sure. hear it, I'm like, oh, that's what's his name. Like yeah, I right. be blindfold. Like oh, that's what's his name. You know for sure. I thought that was an interesting thing, like that it seemed to be a more desirable mm-hmm. trait at a certain time in Hollywood than it is Even now. Even Baldwin, to an extent, like he has a yeah, oh, Alec Baldwin yeah, has yeah, a very distinctive voice. And, yeah, well, certain I mean, uh, Hopkins kind of like, too. Like you know, I mentioned him. He, he would be from this generation, not our generation. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know. What about Statham? Bingo. Statham. There you go. Chase that's Statham. the one. Statham? You hear Jason yeah. Statham? I go. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's, yeah. that's him. Yep, that's true. And who could forget Dwayne The Rock Johnson? (laughs) I wish I could. (laughs) Um, But moving on to this movie. Yeah. um, Yeah. All the acting is very good in this. Connery is is a slick old fuck in this movie. Very. There are so many turns to this film. It's almost hard to follow where the ball is sometimes because of how, how much they want to turn it on its ear well this movie does a poor job of not showing how how time has expanded in Mm. terms of like how many days if it's a week it's just like everything's happening it's scene for scene for scene it doesn't say how many days have passed it seems like time time elapses very weirdly in this movie i I will i I agree with that like because i feel like a movie like this where it's very like time restrictive 
it those kinds of movies do benefit from those like countdown yeah. clocks. Mm-hmm. You know what sense. I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I will agree with that. Should have been like three days from departure. But or they, something but like at that. first too, they, I also wasn't very clear on Connery's objectives because at first yeah. I was like, oh, he's taking this ship to go intimidate the Americans to That's be like, look at look at Russian ingenuity, right. like because he gives that whole speech where mm-hmm. we're gonna make them afraid of us again. So like, but I they think, switch it constantly. But, it, but it, even it doesn't after come they up, switch it, they don't. It doesn't come up from Connery. The, the first time we hear the whole defecting thing, it comes no. from Alec Baldwin's. Oh, this I know what this dude's up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that was like kind of weird to me. And even then, when he first said it, I was like, nah, like it's wishful thinking. He's going to end up looking like a dick kind of thing. Like that's where I thought the story was going was like, oh, he thinks this dude's defecting. But like the truth is, no, he's coming to intimidate. I thought he was like an American spy. I thought he was going like he was American, like like ally the whole time, and went Sean Connery. Yeah, like once he killed the Russian, I was like, oh, maybe he's like trying to bring deep that. cover Russian yeah, spy, like deep coven or American deep, spy, yeah, right? American well, I mean, spy. Right off the bat, you know something's up when that guy enters his quarters and he's reading his book. He's like, oh, do you underline this in the Bible? He's like, no, it's my wife's. So clearly, he's a little bit against their ways because, like, those things that were highlighted in the book, he was. He's like, not even Russian. Like, he wasn't approved like we of find yeah, out. but he wasn't like approving of that you know he's like oh like, you kind of shouldn't have no, this but that's around just this, you know that's establishing the soviet mindset of like you well, can't exactly. delineate from the objective at all and then he kills right. that guy and switches the papers yeah. so you know something's yeah. up right away right right right, right. one scene there that i thought was kind of weird though he burns the paper so weird and then he goes oh there was an accident come here it, burning paper smells and burning paper smells and smells and for like 20 minutes to be ash there uh, well, i would like, imagine on uh, a submarine, especially, where a fire could be the difference between dying, yeah, right, a watery a death, nuclear submarine. I would imagine that in a submarine. Yes, have to. you should go outside. Yeah. But it's it, yeah, a, exactly. I've talked to my dad about this. Apparently, the inside of submarines fucking stink. I would because they don't so. they don't bathe frequently, Ugh. and it gets super hot. What about their vitamin well, D? He, what, what year was he in a submarine? In the six, well, my dad wasn't on a submarine. Oh, he was on right, an aircraft that's right, carrier. That's right. That's right. Mm. But you're under. Uh, Imagine uh, living in a submarine, just, just hearing a fucking a, can. No, little sonar. That's like that's fucking. Have you guys? You guys? Has anyone done the Intrepid tour? Yes, I have. When I was a kid. Did you do the submarine one afterwards? There's a little sub outside. Have you ever done that, Dan? Wait, you guys went in a submarine in the in Manhattan. You don't go in the water, right? No, it's a dock submarine. No, I never. It's underwater in the submarine. Yes, but you don't. Right, the, the sub doesn't the part go down. Doesn't it, sub, but you, you go in. See it. How small? Wait, y'all, does it? Y'all are dude, subbing? It's, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. Like I, I was in there That's not scary. too long ago. I took nephew Mikey. Not oh yeah, a few years ago. You have to go it's in single awesome. file. You yeah. have to go in so single tiny. file. Mm-hmm. Boats make me a little uneasy. Submarines, dude. It's I. I, being I don't think you would, I don't think you could do it. You're trying to put me in it. No. I don't like escalators at the mall. Dude, it's so cramped. You Everything's on top of each other. Yeah, submerge it with like sixty other dudes. Nice, sixty <laughs> chicks, maybe, maybe, a just maybe. Yeah, it's a tight maybe. I, I never did the Intrepid. I drive past it sometimes, and I'm like, that's cool. Oh, it's fun. That's it's a very a, nice tour. Dude, going up like top, you get to see inside. all the planes and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's dope. Yeah, there's rock climbing. Maybe I'll go one Plane day. simulators. It's dope. And then you just Let's go on an off semen. day. Don't, gonna, don't go during the summer. Just going to go alone crazy take a walk. In the summertime. Yeah. Keep my hands in my pocket. Just be like, everything I see. Psh. That's it. Psh. Whatever. Dash <laughs> Vidanya. 
seen better subs with the Russians. <laughs> Yo, like from the beginning, I was like, no, 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 no. Sean Connery, Sam Neill, I was like, whatever. But coming out of Sean Connery, who in every movie does nothing about the Scottish accent, no. he is he's like Arnold playing, yes. you know, apple pie American. Yes. The fact Sounded that he like didn't himself. even vaguely try to put the slightest Russian accent. He doesn't. No, he does. They're, when? Him and Sam Neill are in his quarters having a talk and he's laying in bed. That's the scene where I really noticed they switch back and forth. Because mm. Sam Neill, earlier in the movie, straight up British. In yeah. that scene, he's speaking in a Russian accent. And then Sean Connery, oh, uh, a, a little bit, kinda. just kind of pronounces words a little bit differently <laughs> maybe a whole hang this movie a. so long ago sean connery still has a little bit of black in his hair yeah, yeah. there's a the biggest tone young. of he dark young enough I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. good. compared to what he looked like at the end yeah he looked very <laughs> good but yeah the whole thing with like Baldwin, like you know being a cia agent and everything and like getting onto the other submarine that was dope and then like kind of running out of gas and that whole like bit they did where mm-hmm. he just like jumps out of the he- helicopter Meanwhile, he went down in a helicopter accident. Like, and uh, honestly, the whole thing with the saboteur again, like, what it was a, Sam Neil the whole time till he was yeah. dying from hook. a bullet wound. Yes. I was like, Sam Neil is clearly no. the one. Well, like, I thought, I, I thought it was glasses. Fucking, oh, uh, this you know, wrong. yeah. What I'm trying to say I thought is it was that, that back guy in my head because he kept being in every the dude with frame. the nose, the guy with the orange, the one who said of. that there oh, were sad the goggles. Yes. yes, I was yes. like, oh, you know everything that's wrong. He was you like the mechanic the one or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's one yeah. thing they do very well with this movie. I mean, they do a lot of things well with this movie, but one of the main things is like they don't waste any opportunities on any scenes. So, for example, the thing where he's like, I need to get onto that boat. Okay, we only have this much fuel. And then when he gets there, there's a race against the clock with the fuel. He Eight lets minutes. himself out. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing where the uh, fucking torpedoes are chasing them, like that happens multiple times. Like they take every scene and they put you in this crazy situation mm. in every scene. They almost don't miss a point. Even when he is with, what's his name, Earl Jones, and then he's like, oh, we're going to a presentation. Who's giving it? You. And it's just like you're at like the edge of your seat. At mm-hmm. like a lot of these different scenes, you know, it's not like super action. Like here we are, action pack mm-hmm. machine guns and shit. But mm-hmm. every scene has something where you're like, oh man, like how are they going to get out of this? Everything now? moves the story forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. There's nothing that's that's just like, oh, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, no, building off of that a little bit. Whereas there wasn't a wasted moment necessarily. There were times when they used CG in this film. The torpedoes. <laughs> A few times that looked, shall we say, yeah, at the very fucking end, terrible. At the very end, the torpedoes look awful. When they show thirty-three years on old. the boat, Graphics. when they're on the boat, yeah, right. I mean, it is a thirty-three-year-old movie. But when they're on the boat at the end and they zoom in on Alec Baldwin, I swear to God, first of all, that background is green screened mm-hmm. and you can see the of line. Of course, how could you not? Oh, at the end, and hell yeah, but. I feel like his transparency is turned down. His transparency is turned down a little bit because you can almost you can see the clouds yeah. in his hair. And it's like, <laughs> what are they doing here? That's not even my biggest problem with the CG. The countermeasure smoke balloons in the air. Oh, the green, say. the green ones, the green pills that they dropped. Whatever the fuck they were shooting out to try to divert the torpedoes. 
were just the most boo-boo the fool bullshit I've ever yeah, seen yeah, in bad. my life. But then life. you know what? It's funny you say that. So they do that weird CGI, but then they do a scene where they drop a torpedo and like they're filming it from the cockpit and like it looks great. The thing opens up. It's like, drop the bomb. And then like they zoom out and they really shot them doing that, mm-hmm. like them dropping it out of a plane. Mm-hmm. And it looks so awkward to see this big cinematic like doors opening and it's like, drop the bomb. And then this like panned out like, Mm-hmm. It just like goes in. It was so like th- that was weird, mm-hmm. and they did that like twice in this. I guess it was to add some realism to it. Like they actually dropped mm-hmm. what, what I would that say, would look I like. I would say the parts of this movie that could be construed as like boring or not as like interesting might actually be more real because like the reality is, are are many CIA agents like you know Jason Bourne probably right. not no, real. No, no, you no, know no. what I mean? So like the fact you're that in he's a library kinda... looking shit up most of the time, you're not really in the field doing anything. Right, like we said, like just you're playing for, chess, just for, all the time. Exactly, you're just it's a big chess. game of chess. You're trying to guess the next move. Movies and that's like it. this, I really appreciate, and I feel like they don't make a lot of movies like this anymore. Where like you don't need a ton of action. To be like excited, like I was thinking a lot that too. Of exciting like, I, like I don't know if it's that I don't watch a lot of movies like this, or they don't make a lot of movies like this anymore. I don't think they make these anymore. Really. The yeah. highest impact scenes in this were depends. when they were plotting the course and they went off the course a little bit. It was like oh, you're gonna crash into a fucking cavern. Like watch that, out, Jesus! Like. It was cool, like, what's his name? Uh, Sean Connery was just doing all these things, and everyone was like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. But Alec Baldwin knows, like, yo, this guy is the master. Like, he's the best at what he does. Right. Mm. The only thing that I I kept rolling my eyes at was that Jack Ryan knew everything that he was going to do off of meeting him. Once. Once. One time, yeah. And studying his case file. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it was just like, he he knew every single move he was going to do. And then at the end of the day, they go like, how did you know that? I guess. Sorry. It's like, come on. 50, well, no, well, there yeah. was well, yeah one specific thing that he, he like did it two or three times. Yeah. He's like, oh, I guess that. But I feel like again, like they're establishing this Jack Ryan character who he does good instincts. Who is like he has good instincts. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not fully established. It's not fully established in this movie. We're just kind of taken for the ride that like he's like just a really smart dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess like he did a lot of like Jack Ryan did a lot of research on what's his name. And then also because he was in the field, he's taking his experience, his knowledge, and then mm-hmm. all of this ga- uh, information he gathered on him to then come up with all these conclusions. Mm-hmm. You know, I would almost um, kind of compare it to Manhunter and Red Dragon, where mm-hmm. like I said, like Ed Norton and Red Dragon is great, but he's, from the way they present him he's just like a really good detective but the the way the character is portrayed manhunter we see more of how the the author like intended this character will graham to be like to almost superhuman almost almost yeah. have a superhuman ability and mm-hmm. i feel like this jack ryan character is kind of similar to that where he's just he's really intuitive and just kind right. of understands people in the their Mary motives Sue. he knows everything that needs to happen to move the story along. but they don't establish it well enough in this movie to really mm-hmm. sell yeah. exactly what you're saying how does he know every yeah, turn right, that this right. guy is right. going to make from mm-hmm. one interaction you know like if they establish that like this dude can read people and read people well and like you know like almost like how they do it in, in Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. the, the RDJ Sherlock Holmes movies yes, yes, where yes. like it's almost broken down like it didn't have to be that in depth mm-hmm. but just let us into uh, that mindset small physical more. traits that like I pick up on or yes, some shit like right. that yeah no it's understandable but they do try to establish that like 
he's above and beyond what everybody else is capable of, essentially. Oh, big time. But he's also not the only player in it. Like, the guy above him who interacts with the Prime Minister of the Soviet so, now, Union. I really like that, that whole, whole thing. scene. Well, th- not was... even just that scene, though, because those two are very good actors, mm. and that's very well done, those two older guys. But just the idea that, like, this is uh, the Russian government trying to take down Russian property with the help of the American government yes, to yes. do the same thing, while another branch of the American government is working against the American government yeah. to not take this thing down and get this into our hands ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I liked that aspect of like, we're telling the Russians we're doing this, but we're really doing this. And we'll have to make it look real, but we're, we really want this submarine. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Which I'm- was, I felt like, like, at the end of the day, I felt like no one was the good guy. Absolutely. No, of course not. Because there's ulterior motives no matter what. Yeah. And like another thing I thought was cool was when the submarine disappears. So all their engines are on and then they cut off their engines and they use that caterpillar system. And then the black dude who's listening to it, he's like, I sped this up times 10. I hear this thing. This has to be man made. And then he's like, I can track it. That was cool. I love the whole thing where he's trying to track this and they actually. He was a good character that day. That was a very good character. And like, you know, they they do track. My only problem with this is. Inevitably, it gets to the point where they have to cut the caterpillar off. Yeah. So you spend this whole time establishing that, like, this sub's going to be silent. You're not going to be able to find it, essentially. And then the second that you get to a point where, like, you're not going to be detectable unless you're this one sub that found where you're going to go and are waiting for you, then they're like, we have to turn on the engines. In the middle of this cavern, we need to be detectable for some reason because it's been sabotaged. It's like, okay, well, the whole caterpillar aspect of it is moot at this point. Like, the whole crux of what makes the Red October this massive find is now kind of tossed in the garbage because we can't use that as a plot device anymore. What do you mean? The caterpillar system? Yes, yeah. it's not working. Well, no, yeah. I, but I thought that was a good... That I thought that was, again, this is an experimental mm-hmm. sub. This is mm-hmm. its first time out. Right, they right, right. theorize that this thing can't be heard, mm-hmm. but this dude figured out some backwards, back alley way to track it that no, nobody but it, saw. But if they had used that to track it and then found it, fine. But then it got sabotaged, and you didn't need to do that anyway. Yeah, because you could well, find it. Got sabotaged it. once, and then they made it work again. They got they got it back. They, 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 they yeah, they got it to work. They got it back, time. but inevitably they didn't. Well, he did want to get found by the Americans because he wanted yeah. to That's surrender wanted. to them anyway. Right. So I almost felt like all that happened on purpose anyway. You know. Mm. But I do like the part where, like, the American submarine goes to their submarine. They're talking through the periscopes. I was going to say, through Morse code, I was like, wow. Dude, I love how Morse code, they're sitting there. I want to say there's, like, 12 flashes. The captain of the American submarine was cunty at this point. Oh, yeah. Which is like, oh, my Morse code's kind of whatever, so I don't know really what I'm telling him. But, dude, it was was so funny. I'm here for it. He's like, tell him, like, all these things. And there's, like, seven flashes. I'm like, how the fuck does seven flashes? At one point, they flashed, like, six times. I mean, maybe it was more, like, off screen. Mm, And he's just like, all right, the Americans said all of us need to, like, not go in the water, wait here, and we will be rescued. I'm like, how do you get that from fucking 14 flashes? And then just respond with a ping. The ping. Well, the ping was cool. Because that was, like, his code, you Mm. know? Because he couldn't, it was also cool that he couldn't do stuff in front of his men. Mm-hmm. So he's also right. trying to be like incognito with the way he says things and get things done. Right, right, right. You know, he's trying to like surrender without surrendering in front of his crew, kind of, you know? And we haven't even touched upon Tim Curry in this movie. <laughs> Tim Curry is in this movie as well. Yes. Oh, that fuck. 
who is just the biggest surprise of it all because you're Russian. He's another one. He's another one who most of the movie, I'm like, oh, he's the saboteur. Like, especially once Sam Neill yeah. dies, I was like, oh, it's that dude. He's so fucking squirrely. Nope. I wish it was somebody that we saw more of. Yeah. It was they just established a random a bit ass more. fucking cook. He did make a face, though, the cook. At one part, he's like... At the very beginning, yeah. Mm, he makes yeah. like a little... Uh, no, I liked that it came around and it was him. I was like, oh, because when the reveal finally happens, I was like, get the fuck out of here. This random dude who overheard shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, Sean Connery would have been probably the biggest gag if they were like, oh, he was sabotaging it just to be found. Kind of mm. deal, like it was all part of the plan. Nah, yeah, he, yeah, he was just trying to get as close to the United States as possible. Mm. I like at the end when the Americans board the ship, and then the cook is like going AWOL Now he's just shooting everyone, shooting everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mean when uh, Alec Baldwin's just covered in jizz? Yo, dude, Alec Baldwin is covered in like jizz. nuclear waste. <laughs> I'm like, this dude's skin would be melting off of his face. It what looks like it was. Mm. What was he covered in? Whatever the dude was shooting recklessly, you know, something spilled on him. <laughs> you know what shot I thought was they really cool? They saved all the loads. It was yeah. CGI, mm-hmm. but it was cool looking when he's like, has the gun and he's standing next to that big red like pillar thing. And it's like one, oh, two, and, this... and then it pans out yeah, and there's like yeah. fucking 50 of them. Mm-hmm. The pan out was a little like corny looking with the CGI, but I was like, that's a cool shot. I know yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a cool, cool thing to imagine because yeah, the submarine yeah. is like the biggest submarine in like history. Like, you yeah, know, it's yeah, this it's huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, there's also a like cool a little shit. Die Hard shot. Yeah, yes, he very was crawling much so. and talking to himself. Yeah, fucking hmm. talking shit. <laughs> Nick Cook's about to blow that bitch up, but then Alec Baldwin smokes his ass mm. just like he did recently. Yeah, yikes! <laughs> Alec Baldwin knows his way around a fucking gun. Let me tell you. Apparently. Mm. So before we get into scoring this movie, we have some facts about submarines oh boy there are three major types of submarines in the u.s navy ballistic missiles Mm. attack submarines Mm. and cruise missile submarines all submarines currently in the u.s navy are nuclear powered wow that's wild fusion or fission fusion ballistic missile submarines have a single strategic mission of carrying out nuclear submarine launched ballistic missiles these are the most dangerous attack submarines have several tactical missions including sinking ships and subs and then launching cruise missiles and gathering intelligence. Cruise missile submarines perform many of the same missions as attack submarines, but with a focus on their ability to carry and launch larger quantities of missiles. These all sound aggressive as fuck. Now we're going to give a little history. The first submarine used in combat was the USS Turtle. Guess which the year. was Guess built in what year, gentlemen? 1776. 1915? 1775. Fuck you, Prospect. And was made to Shut attach the, explosive charges before the birth of the country. Wait there was a submarine. You fucking see was made thing. to attach explosive charges to the hulls of ships. Several attempts were made against British ships in American harbors, but none were successful. You want to know why none what were did, successful? Wait, what did they go underground with? A fucking straw? Prospect, oh, they're going I underwater. Have... Underwater, whatever the fuck the it was. The pitcher. Was it a shark cage? Nice. This was the world's the turtle first submarine. That's fucking. It has a fucking pilgrim in it. I love it. There's a pilgrim. You had to be no taller than five. He's got buckle shoes. I love that it's shaped like an acorn. I love. And he has a little crank, as if he's gonna put holes in other boats. So what the fuck were they doing? I don't know if they knew. But seventeen, goddamn seventy six. Did it work? Revolution. None were successful. 
I wonder why this jackass is in there. He's turning the thing. <laughs> you know, this water pie just came in there. They didn't fucking seal these things. A lot of people drowned. What so kind of what, technology was work. there? In a lot of people drowned. When, people when did they get like a functional one, though? That doesn't seem like. So the submarine truly came of age in World War One, mainly with the use of the German U-boats. Mm. So God around the early Germans. 1900s is when they became popular, popularly used in combat. Uh, the Tomahawk was first used in combat on the january 17th 1991 on the opening night of desert storm on that day for the first time since the surrender of japan in 1945 an american submarine fired in combat so between those two periods was 46 years they are not currently used as offensive weapons yeah i can't imagine so a drone is far it more sounds effective. like they went hard with them for like world war one world war two and then they were just like you know what I don't think we need this anymore. But submarines were like a constant, just like pop culture reference. Right? Like everybody was always in a fucking I mean, they submarine. hold a lot of weight. They're just carrying nukes all the time. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> that, like, I think their big thing is recon. Mm, I think they're under oh, yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like mm. pinging shit. Scientific. Whatever, whatever shit the like pinging that. is, they do a lot of it. It seems like submarines. <laughs> James and Cameron brought a bo- bunch of them for yeah, fucking just Titanic for fun. and stuff. I just feel like they, to study water. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they go in each other's territories. A little periscope goes up, they look around. They go back. They fucking go home. They're like, yeah, we saw some shit. Think they have Morse code sex? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Talking dirty through uh, fucking things. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, let's rate this hoe. I'll go first. Um, honestly, surprised me for a movie that I've tried like three times and fell asleep every single time. <laughs> I was really surprised at like what a good story this was. Um, man, just killer actors. Like I said, Doctor Beverly Crusher is in the movie for like mm-hmm. a minute at the beginning. Um, so many huge actors just pop up for like just like jeffrey jones is in it for like two minutes and that's it Mm. see you later jeffrey jones go diddle some kids or whatever it is you got in trouble for um kid porn and honestly like yeah i get i get why my dad likes this movie knowing his sensibilities i'm like oh yeah i totally get it um i'll give it a 7.5 i enjoyed this movie uh prospect honestly an enjoyable film uh shot well aside from the cg flubs because those countermeasures were just boo with the fool um acting was well done the fact that this is a pg movie with all of the murder wild it is insane they blew up a submarine they murdered somebody with a table of people died someone got murdered with a table and they gave it a pg rating broke his neck yeah yeah that is so crazy to me um Sean Connery fucking this is probably one of the best acting gigs I've seen him in aside from fucking Raiders of whatever the fuck um Last Crusade there you go never saw it uh so I'm gonna give it yeah 7.5 Lobo burn it I'm not gonna burn it uh, (laughs) give it a chemical burn nuclear it's hard to burn it but I feel like I was watching it and I was like, I get everything. I appreciate everything. I was just bored. Mm. There were mm-hmm. moments I was just like, okay, I really have to be into this stuff and care for me to like really pay attention. And I appreciate everything that was going on in it. Um, I like some of the high tension moments. But like I said, it was a little bit eye rolly to me that Jack Ryan knew everything. everything. And then he undermined it with, I guessed it. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Use your brain. Yeah. Every time. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to give it like a, I'll give it a 6.5 because I know it's genuinely greatly acted, well-made movie. And yeah, just John McTiernan does it again. Yeah, John McTiernan. Daniel. Uh, I hate to get the same score as everybody else, but I, I was going to go 7.75. I thought maybe I was going to like the oddball, like a high score, because I wasn't sure everybody else was going to be, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought it was a really good movie. There's so, no way you give this a bad no, score. No, not at all. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. I've already recommended it to a few people. It's just, I don't know, I watched this and I'm like, it's very 90s, but I appreciate it. You know, like, done well, good story. I kind of like seeing Baldwin in shit, not for nothing. There's a few people in yeah. this. I was like, I like to see them, but I really do like to see Baldwin. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because he's gotten so fat that his eyes are closed, but I forgot how blue Alec Baldwin's eyes oh, right. are. Like a lake. Dude, like, it's yeah, like crazy. A crystal lake, that guy's <laughs> eyes. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. I did. Oh, yeah, solid flick, 7.5. It's just like a good, like, kind of war, suspense, mm-hmm. like, a lot of shit. You're on the edge of your seat. A you're lot of stuff. 7.5, you said? 7.5. 7. Okay. It's astonishing that, like, some, the new generation of people, especially, don't know that the Soviet Union existed. Or what the, like, how serious the Cold War was. Cold and, like, War was how, in how scary it was for people. I, to, uh, I was talking to my girl about this. I was like, it's crazy how, like, the Cold War inspired so many things. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Watchmen. Like, the mm-hmm. whole idea of the comic, like, that, like, this movie, just so I many. Mean, the whole genre mm. of good storytelling has been yeah. created because of the... A lot of people really don't talk about the Cold War. Uh, my uncle, I talked to him sometimes, and he was like, yo, he's like growing up, like being younger That's during scary. the Cold War. He said a lot of stuff happened, and like yeah. we thought, like, yo, this is it. Like, we're going to war. terrifying. Like, so, like, it was fucking like nerve wracking. Not even just me. going to war, just being like, yo, we could blow up any second. Legit. Just, just off of somebody's emotions. Yeah, there was. He said there was a few things that had happened. There could be some random fucking submarine that fucking yeah. you yeah. can't hear, and Rogue you're going to get blown up. And then, yeah, all these movies were coming out and Red Dawn and shit like yeah, that. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, what's going down? Mm-hmm. But it's a whole like ideal of life that like I don't think a lot of people in the modern age are aware of. Like, this happened. This and is like a, a lot of now, now yeah, Russia's like, popping off like crazy. And everybody's like, oh, Russia, they're so nuts. This happened before. Yeah. It was way scarier back yeah. then. People really didn't know what was going on. Like, it, it was one of those things. Like you said, it inspired so much because it was so much a part of everyday life. Right. Like mm-hmm. in the newspapers, always talked about on the news. And presidents always the red threat yeah. and the communist threat, all this shit. This would be like, but a- not even that. Like a lot of a lot of things that we see like that's like in the future is like, oh, nuclear holocaust. Yeah. There's like all the countries blew each other up because mm-hmm. of the like if the cold war didn't end the way it did yeah. it was just going to be nuclear yeah. holocaust We'd like that's so much post apocalyptic shit that that brought into the effect yeah it's crazy shit so before we get to my dad's reason uh this movie has a 29 out of 40 which gives it a 7.3 total uh so dad's dickers are fucking huge my dad is more out here quoting this movie but that's fine uh the hunt for the hunt for red october is one of my favorite movies it has a great cast of actors as they say in the beginning this never happened but really (laughs) there are so many memorable quotes like the exchange between ramius and jack when they're sailing into the u.s and captain ramius says and the sea will grant each man new hope as sleep brings dreams of home by christopher columbus and jack ryan responds welcome to the new world captain he also loves when jack ryan is imitating ramius in that scene and he says ryan some things in here don't react well to bullets yeah like me i don't react well to bullets (laughs) and the most powerful scene to me is when sam neal is dying from a gunshot wound and says 
I would have liked, liked to, to see Montana. Montana is a dog shit state. Ever heard no, it's life. not. It's supposed to be one of the most beautiful states in it's the country. Gorgeous, yeah. There's no have, one there. He was going to have two wives. Two wives. Two fat wives. And drive he said. state to state he with no two fat wives. That's what he said. Two mm. round women, he said. He said he wanted a nice round wife. <laughs> round American Fat woman. bottom girl. He was about big butts. Mm-hmm. A lot of men were. You know back what? Then. He was ahead of the curve. Him mm-hmm. and Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> uh, Lobo. Why don't you tell us what our next movie is? Number 30. Four. Number 30. 30. What do we think it is? I think we have... What is Little it? Caesar. What is it? Pizza, wanted. pizza. It's, it's <laughs> got to it? be Pizza, it's Pizza. Wanted, Little Idlewild, and Little Caesar. And there's one more movie. There is. Well, no, there is should it? be five more movies, Maybe it's actually. that one, then. Um, it's got to be Little Caesar. If it's not Little Caesar, I'm fighting. Yeah, I'm going I'm wanted. All, I'm off the show if it's not Little Caesar. <laughs> Dan's yeah. last episode, folks. Oh. <sighs> Mandy. Oh, what? the Nicolas Mandy. Cage film. There was a about Nick this. Cage Who film picked this? Right. Who Bra- picked this? Brandy Wednesday? It's my homegirl. Nice. Oh, oh no. yes. <laughs> Let me see the coverage for that, Lobo. Let's see what this fuck up. Mandy. This is a very interesting cover, what I have to f- say. Isn't this like a modern film? Yeah. This came I think out like, like 2018. Recently, right? Who has a chainsaw? Nick Cage. No. This looks wild. I'm kind of interested oh, now that there's no. a chainsaw on the, the trailer. Cover. Looked good from what I remember. I, I remember, remember liking the trailer. It. If there's oh, a chainsaw Lord. on the cover, I'm like vaguely. Well, that was the one now. we were missing. Yeah. Right. Andy. Yep. Wow. Well, you take Nicolas Cage and you know where to stick it. Hi, it's Pete. Reminding everyone to please like and subscribe wherever you listen. You can interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Where to Stick It Podcast. You can interact with us on Twitter at Where to Stick It. Our email address is Where to Stick It Podcast at gmail.com. And you can always check out our website, Where to Stick It Podcast.com. <laughs>